0: everyone welcome to the pole strong podcast with me your host becky dunn delighted today to introduce you to the amazing emily laura she is a pole and flexibility instructor and a specialist in functional range conditioning mobility emily is also an off the pole ambassador emily thanks for joining me Yeah, oh, thank
1: you for inviting me <laughs> This is so exciting.
0: I've been asking, I've been starting off with this for everyone, by the way, because I feel like it's such a good segue in. Um, how are you and how have you found the last year?
1: Oh Well, today I'm fine. The last, <laughs> year, has been, the last year has just been bonkers, hasn't it? It's just been crazy for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in some ways I've had quite I've had quite a good year really. So before the pandemic hit, literally like a few weeks before I found out I was expecting my second child. Yes, I thought fo- I feel like I know your journey, by the way. <laughs> I've
0: I've been following you for so long. I remember when you were pregnant with Arthur. Yep. I remember I watched you be pregnant with um Rupert. Yep. And I feel like, you know, you feel like you go on this, these journeys with people.
1: <laughs> yeah, so like for me, the pandemic, I kind of it was a good time for me to slow down anyway, yeah. because I was getting so big. And then, like I've been wanting to do, that was massive at the end. Um, and I'd been wanting to do so much training, but I hadn't had time to fit it in, like the FRC stuff. And then all of a sudden, everything comes online, and I was like, "Great, I'm just going to learn everything I can." Um, and then coming back from having, I'm just looking at him over there playing with his toys. Um, <laughs> like coming back from having a baby actually being able to train from home with instructors from around the world has just been a godsend hasn't it just it's been amazing like I I put him to, to bed and then I go and do two hours with Carmine Black like I never thought that would work but it does yeah because even for you like it doesn't I said
0: this the other day, it doesn't matter what level you are, you can always learn. And it's always amazing to learn from other people. And even if you're at the start of your poll journey or you've been polling for a long time um, to learn from others and just to see how they teach people. Yeah, you can learn so much and broaden your own knowledge. And just to be a student again is nice. Oh, isn't it just? (laughs) so nice? Uh, I I did some training with um, a studio out in Amsterdam
1: Mm. and that
0: was so much fun yeah like just to just like you say to learn new things be a student be on the other end of it it was so so nice it is exciting yeah so where did it all start for you where when did you get in when did you get into poll how long have you been doing this for I've been this makes me
1: feel really old I've been polling for 10 years this year wow yeah so I started um so when let's start start back at back at the beginning. So when I met my husband, we used to do martial arts together at university. No um, way, <laughs> he was better than me. Um, what, what, what um what discipline? Brazilian jiu jitsu. Uh, yeah. So we used we used to do that at uni. So I did that for three years. Um, before that, I had like a very equestrian background. But then when I moved in with Chris, I just needed a hobby of my own. Yeah, like, definitely. I love him, but you live together and you're training together three four times a week it's just too much so I started adult ballet okay that lasted two lessons (laughs) Um, (laughs) why didn't you like that I think the class I'm gonna sound really mean the class I did was full of a lot older women right oh okay I see still very very fit Mm. so it just didn't it didn't challenge me in any way yeah Um, fair enough and basically, as I was leaving that class, they had a pole class in the room next door. And oh, was no way. I was like, oh, that looks fun. So I signed up, I went on my own um, and yeah, it's been 10 years now. Wow. Now,
0: I do know a little bit about your background and I, because one of my good friends um, attends, she attended quite a few classes with My Body Rocks and she's done some of your, she raves very highly of you and your flexibility classes. You. And I know that you were, you, you were a lawyer before, right? I was I
1: was a (laughs) lawyer I was a lawyer
0: your (laughs) pathways like you you have so much to give
1: (laughs) yeah I yeah I was a I was a lawyer for six years doing commercial property um how was that
0: (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) the money was good (laughs) stressful
1: yeah and like I love I love studying people Mm. about me I'm such a nerd so I loved law school I did an English literature degree, then I did the conversion course to become a lawyer. Wow. And I just found like when I went into the office environment, you're not. Law school's very academic. I love that. Mm. Being a lawyer isn't. It's about dealing with people and office politics. Oh my God, I hate office politics. Um, I hear you on that. Yeah. Uh, and managing people and. I just yeah my heart just wasn't in it and um, when I did my training contract I was involved on a huge case to do with oil rights in Kurdistan it was worth 50 billion wow what one yeah. what amazing thing again to just like to, to get that exposure from
0: a corporate side yeah. of things
1: but equally I would get to the office at 8am and I would leave at 2am oh yeah <laughs> how is that that's not even okay no it it was kind of what was expected um and like the firm I trained at was very much bums on seats and I just was like this isn't me like I'm no I want to like I'll work hard but I want to go home as well yeah no you've got it's that work-life balance right there was no work-life balance and I, I remember sitting in an office with a partner who was in his 40s and he had worked his butt off to be there, but he didn't have a social life. He didn't have a partner. He desperately wanted a partner. Oh. And he, like, he would tell me he was lonely when he would, went home. And I was like, that's because I was like, you're never, you're never at home, though. You're yeah. here. So, yeah, um, I sort of just decided very early. It must on. have been like quite a
0: reality check as well, because when you work with people like that, yeah. you almost think if I continue doing this, I'm going to end up the same. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, you know, I and feel, it's feel
0: I never would end up the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm I gonna... never want yeah. to no. <laughs> do that. No, so when did you start transitioning down to because you do this full time now, right? Yes,
1: yeah. 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 So I worked in London for a couple of years, then I moved to a law firm in Surrey, which, yes, it had better hours, but where it was located, the commute wasn't great for me. M25. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then (laughs) when I was there, they started making redundancies in my department um, and they basically made the two partners I worked for redundant. And I just was like, this isn't a nice environment anymore. And it just so happened that a lawyer I was working opposite. So he ran the law firm that I was working opposite. He was recruiting in Reigate, which is 10 minutes from my house. Oh, okay. So nice and convenient. Yeah, and he just said to me, "He's like, you don't sound very happy. Fancy, fancy moving?" And I was like, "Yes, if I can go part time." So yeah, they took me on four days a week. So I would do three full days, two half days, and I'd go and teach and train on those half days and the weekends. Um, and then I had Arthur, and Arthur has complex needs. And yeah, I'm just balancing him with his needs with working full time. Was, well working part-time it was just never going to work
0: no and it's, no, it's no, putting
1: no. It's, it's putting your priorities where they
0: where you feel like you need to yeah yeah,
1: yeah they, they just were never going to be flexible like they knew what was going on and I said can I go down to three days a week and they said no so I said bye yeah bye <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it is right because it gets to a point in your life
0: where you think you are the you you're the main character here you need to do what's right for you at what you know people dictate stuff in your life and a lot of people just accept it yeah and because you think that's the way of working life and actually no this isn't going to work for me so
1: sometimes you have to make that leap right and be like no stuff this I'm I'm going Bye. I'm going yeah and now, like and now it works really well for me because my, my husband works in the day I look after the kids he then I say comes home he works from home so he doesn't come home. <laughs> comes out of his office he takes over the kids I go out and teach in the evening so, you know, I'm not having to pay for nursery. I'm not having to worry about Arthur getting to his appointments.
0: Yeah. Just it like works that. for you.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's perfect. So, like, just to have that nice, well, you, you sound like you've got it all down to where you want it to be in terms of like your work life balance. That sounds so great. So, where you are now, is that where you, that's your, is this your pole room? This is, this is my dining room, which happens
1: to me, <laughs> which does have my pole. There it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah yeah which is it's useful to have it at home, but there is like my light fitting right there and then windows behind it, so I can't do much but I can still train. did you have a poll-up
0: before the pandemic or have you
1: was this as a result of the pandemic i had when I started poll I had a pole up okay um, and that's I think that's how I like became strong I was obsessive with my training in in the beginning um so I would literally come home from the office, not when I was doing those 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Training at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it got a bit more normal. <laughs> So I'd come home like at seven and then I'd train for a couple of hours at home and then I'd do my lessons on the weekend. Um, then when we moved to this house and I had Arthur, we did, I did put it up, but I just didn't get into training at home as much. Um, yeah. And I moved to a studio that was 10 minutes. It's 10 minutes away from me. So I used to just go in. Um, but now, yeah, pandemic, I was like, right, let's get it back out the, of out the loft, stick it up.
0: Yeah, you've got to, haven't you? You've got to, you know, put that time in for yourself. So when I, I'm just taking this from what I see on Instagram, by the way, as we all do, you look like you you have your set training time. It seems to me that you, just from the outside perspective, you really dedicate time to your training now and your mobility and yeah. and, and really building your strength back up. Yeah. Um, just from someone that's had kids and moving um, and, and transitioning back to, to getting back on the pole I mean, we've seen so many people across the industry do it you oh God, Sarah Scott Michelle really Shimmy everyone's doing everyone's it like- Jade Flash you know and yeah. all of you every all of you give me faith because you know when you're like you think that when you're when you're going to get pregnant you're never going to be able to get your your body back and actually all of these really empowering women across the industry are doing it and it's like okay they can do it everyone else can so how have you how have you found that because you you've you, I remember after Arthur you bounced.
1: you you know a, yeah you got back I got back it's so great right. <laughs> thanks um after Arthur I took a lot longer to come back but that's because I was well no I was a first time mum yes so it's like whoa there's a baby um mm-hmm. and secondly he had you know very uh his needs there was a lot to learn in that sort of course of yeah um, and then with Rupert who was Probably the slightly more neglected second child. <laughs> second. Um, it was a bit. Uh, he's getting raspberries blown on him right now. It's very cute. Cute. Um, it's. It was definitely easier coming back with from Rupert because I knew what to expect. Yeah, like I'd been through it before. Um, I would say like as well, my my births were very different. So Arthur was a forty-eight hour labour and then an <sighs> emergency section. Yeah, and then he spent weeks in intensive care. So I, I bless I him very well yeah Um, and it must have been a really traumatic period as
0: well you know just going through that I mean I can't really speak from experience I'm just I'm just gathering it just must have been
1: such a traumatic experience we we couldn't stay with him in hospital they don't let you stay by the the cot side in intensive care so we would go and sit with him in the day and then at night time we would luckily we could stay locally but you know I was leaving my newborn baby yeah that must have been so hard so then when Rupert came along, I had, they gave me my options and they said, would you like an elective C-section? I was like, yes, I would. I'll take it. So I kind of approached it. I mean, with, with Arthur, I hit my birth, I was very calm, I was very relaxed. Nothing went wrong in my labor. It just took a very long time and I was exhausted. Whereas with Rupert, like I had a fixed date. I knew the day he was coming. So I, I had meal prepped, I had you know, <laughs> stuff in the freezer. Like before I carb loaded I had a massive <laughs> um like protein and then pasta meal um I love that yeah well they, they, you have to starve you're not allowed to eat because it's um because it, the spinal oh okay you're not allowed to eat um from midnight the day before so I ate until midnight <laughs> <laughs> all of the carbs to get it in everything um <laughs> So, yeah, I was like, I was well rested and recovered um, for that C-section. So that's probably one of the reasons I bounced back a lot quicker this time. So yeah. I, with Arthur, I took three or four months off and then started slowly coming back. With Rupert, I came back to teaching within 10 weeks.
0: Oh, wow. Um, so a I, lot quicker.
1: Yeah, a lot, lot quicker. Um, but for, for me, it was being able to dedicate like half an hour a day to my rehab and understanding how to do it I think I've I mean obviously I said I'm doing the training at the moment but a lot of women I've found don't always know how to rehab their pelvic floor yes absolutely recommend you go and see a pelvic floor physio even before you have your baby so they can set you up with simple exercises that you can do afterwards yeah I I started my rehab the day after he was born wow it's just simple breathing stuff but that really it helps. goes a long way doesn't it yeah.
0: goes, well, clearly it does yeah so is that what because obviously we I, we I started recording this after you um said about the new course that you're doing <laughs> so that. you can tell everybody what you're doing um, and yeah. so so what so what is it your what is it now you're going to be studying
1: so I'm training to be a pregnancy and postnatal corrective exercise specialist and I then, feel like this is needed in the industry too I do um and not actually not just in the pole industry I, no. I, I would like to specialize obviously in pole mm. but for me in my local area there's you can do pregnancy yoga you can do postnatal yoga it's not wasn't very core restore focus um I, so I, I've had diastasis with both kids. You know, diastasis is normal. Like a lot of people get upset if they've had ab separation. It's completely normal. I had three fingers when they were born. Oh. I'm down to one now. Um, it will get yes, some- getting back, um, coming. But no, like I have, I have gone to different fitness instructors. I've done different programs. No one has actually given me exercises. They they focus on Kegels, right? And, and yeah, you need a strong pelvic floor. But actually, for me my pelvic floor is overactive. I actually needed to learn to relax my pelvic floor in order to heal my diastasis. And that's kind of what I've learned through this course.
0: So was that, was yours overreactive, before, overactive before? Yeah.
1: having children or is it just, do you know what, what, yeah, just before. Cause I'm a pole dancer and I squeeze too much. And then I don't, I do, I mean, I do, this is just me all over. I tense up and I don't relax. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can, you know, what you know when we're doing those moves that we really want to get, and you just, it's, you know, when you're filming sometimes, and you think, please don't see my face, please don't see the when you're like <laughs> everything on your face, a red, <laughs> yeah. like a big pop, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah so it's, it's definitely something I want to bring into the industry. Like I would love to do a kind of return to pole course. Oh, yeah, what a great idea! But like, I just gotta, yeah, I just gotta finish that study. <laughs> Well, that's it. So, how
0: do you how do you structure your days, your time? How do you how do you structure your time for for um, studying and training? And how much time do you dedicate to that?
1: So, Both. I I love a list and a planner. <laughs> I, have, I have a monthly planner. Love I can with weekly planners. I have to have a monthly because yeah, you know what it's like with teaching. Some weeks you can be rammed, and the next week you can be quiet. So yeah. I like to do my full month um so I I have one day a week where um Arthur's at school Rupert's with his nana that's my training day so I will drop them off and I will go to the studio I tend to do a private lesson with um my amazing coach Pulp Fiction who does heels and edge work stuff we do a yes Zoom. um I love her um and then I will <laughs> continue to train afterwards some days I could just do an hour yes this Thursday I ended up doing four hours and died. wow but you know what it's like sometimes you just have motivation to do it um, sometimes the energy just doesn't it doesn't burn off like yeah. sometimes you just you do
0: an hour an hour and a half and you're like i can keep going oh yeah. stuff it i am gonna keep I'm going gonna like, go yeah when is yeah. this energy gonna burn out gonna this. and i actually find that it's actually when you get home and then you stop and i i i just crash and burn yeah it's yeah, awful <laughs>
1: yeah friday i definitely felt it yeah. um but yeah, I try to, so Thursdays is like my big training day and then I just try and do it around the kids. So for me, like I can usually do an hour or two Monday, Tuesday when they're napping. Wednesday, I try to have off and that's when I will fit my studying in. Okay, um, so like supplement the time that you would be training or studying. Yeah, yeah, Thursdays I go to the studio. Fridays, Fridays I see how I feel. depends how Thursdays has gone. <laughs>
0: Well, um, something like that, that you can compensate for that, though, can't you? Like sometimes if you have a really big session, you sort of are like, well, I can have no, that day off. Yeah. yeah. or yeah. So you can balance that out.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think the, the biggest thing for me is has been learning to juggle teaching and training. So oh, yeah. It is hard. And I I have now said that I like if I teach, I will not do more than four, five hours of teaching in a day. It's just. Oh, yeah. A, that is a lot anyway too much um otherwise um and I I I don't know about anyone else who's taught like flexibility online but I find those classes are more like if I was in the studio I'd demonstrate the stretch and then I'd circulate the room and help everyone but online obviously I can't do that so I would I would do the full class so that's my splits training done yeah you get this is what I do
0: think as well when you do teach sometimes if I feel like I want to train but I can't fit it in I will just make sure I'm a bit more present on the equipment with with pole or hoop you know maybe if there's a space in the class maybe I'll take a turn and and get my conditioning in a little bit and trying so you do still get something out of it and on the flip side of that if you're really tired you know you can just you You can you can can, yeah and you can say to girls do your tucks do your pikes and they know what you're talking about and yeah. you don't have to be sort of as active yeah exactly. during the lesson yeah. but um how have you found teaching flexibility at home like you say it must be quite difficult because you like you say you want to be able to spot people
1: not spot people but you want to be able to give just adjust and give guidance and i th- so my my teaching style has completely and utterly changed in the past okay. Yeah. in 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 what respect how, so how has it changed I've, I've always been a nerd so I have always <laughs> loved <laughs> yeah, a it. I've always loved knowing about the muscles so whenever I'm learning a stretch and flexibility I want to know what muscle I'm using what what's lengthening what's contracting where the insertion is where the origin is how the joint's moving so I always had that when I was teaching but in the classroom in the studio there was a bit more banter so I didn't always give the students all of that information and I didn't always think they wanted that information so when I started teaching online I remember the first one I did it it suddenly you're in you're in a room on your own and it's quiet and you're conscious other people are also in a room on their own quiet they don't have anyone to talk to so I just started Chassis, chatting, chatting. You yeah. waffle. I felt like I remember saying to the yeah. girls, like, you can unmute, you can unmute and talk to me. Yeah. Please. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, I remember like the first few classes and I started talking about muscles, and I started telling them, like, you know, your hamstring attaches to your sit bones and behind your knee. So you want to take your sit bone away from the knee to make the stretch. Um, and I was just started to get really good feedback from it. So I just embraced the nerd side of my teaching. I absolutely think
0: you do. I think it's something that is so powerful. Knowledge yeah. is power and it was something that my friend had said to me actually when she did your flexibility class like the the in-depth knowledge that you carry is incredible and she said to me that you make people think about using their muscles in a completely different way and that is, you know, exceptional.
1: Thank you and I think with online because I couldn't like you know I always use a hamstring stretch as an example because I couldn't be there to be like right arch your back I had I had to describe it I had to verbally describe it um but yeah it it builds so much more awareness in the student's body now when they're returning to pole and I'm teaching them flexible moves on the pole I had one girl we were doing um a split and she and she came down, she said, oh, that wasn't very good for me. She's like, I'm gonna do it again. And I'm gonna really think about contracting my hip flexor and then squeezing my quad. And I'm like, oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> you listened! um, and then she said, That's a split. Amazing. So are you still
0: teaching flexibility online at the moment?
1: Yeah, so all of my classes for my body rocks is in the studio and online. So we're doing hybrid
0: okay can you tell me what days I need to come to one of your flexibility classes yeah. I honestly need to have some of this knowledge
1: <laughs> so with my body rocks I do Fridays at the moment that's going to change Sundays and Mondays so it will always be Sundays and Mondays and then I do my own stuff which is booked through Bookwhen, when um slash like Emily Laura and I do every other Saturday so like in two weeks time I'm doing a needle scales class I which- saw that yeah, that's a 90 minute, a 19 minute class. Um, and I also do, for, like, this is teaching for myself, I do um, online six week programmes as well now.
0: I saw those recently be um, advertised that you've just started that and how, what was the uptake on that? Was that really popular? It yeah, popular. so
1: Front front Splits Academy sold out in half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Middle splits sold out in a couple of hours I know middle splits is less popular <laughs> middle splits is less popular because it's hard yeah it's hard it's really, really it's, hard it's hard and then I'm doing a needle scales one which starts in August and that's only gone up online but it's already a third booked um but that's, the moment, that's amazing My my goal with those I'm not like guaranteeing that you're going to get a flat split or a needle scale but it's So each six weeks we start with a general class, Um, so like we start with for middle splits, start with a general middle splits class, then it's mobility, then it's glute focus, then it's adductor focus, then it's hamstring focus, and then another general class. So the aim is for my students to understand how you achieve all of the different components, all of the different muscles and the nerves and the mobility. So they can go away and feel confident about training on their own. Yeah, and I think that's the, that,
0: I think that's a really big thing as well. Something that I say a lot to students is even if you don't, even if you don't achieve what you want to achieve yeah. today, just to be able to walk away and understand where what you need to do, yeah. what's missing, what you need to work on. It's you know you still want yeah. to be able to take that away. So yes, yeah, yeah. it's, it's providing people with that knowledge, isn't it, to be able to do it by themselves and, and, and I mean, safely.
1: Yeah, and the other thing I do with it is um, they get individual feedback from me. And I have I have a consultation form that they fill out. So I know what their lifestyle is. So I'm not just saying to them, you need to train six times a week because that's not achievable. That's not achievable at all um, for most people. Whereas I look at the form and I'll be like, okay, you spend 40 hours a day at work. You need to do mobility stuff. And this, this is what you could fit into your day. So I try and give them movement snacks almost love that you know, just so they don't stay sitting because that's gonna you know make your hip flexors tighten. it's just not great is it
0: no <laughs> but is. that level of attention to detail is excellent
1: they, they get they get a lot we get to know each other very well in things.
0: <laughs> no that's great so where did that interest start from from you When when was it you you know you enjoy learning anyway so yeah. but what was it about the because what you just described about what you like about learning functional movements and flexibility it's very it's very detail orientated in terms of knowing where everything connects and what you know all of that level of detail where did that start when what at what point were you like this interests me. I want to learn more about how this works.
1: I, I think so. I started teaching eight years ago. And to start with, so I always feel like I should say this when I started pole, I could not touch my toes. I was very, very inflexible. Wow. Like my, my husband, when I'm stretching sometimes, he comes in and he's like, Oh, I remember when you said you'd never be able to do the splits. Now look at oh, you. Yes. Um, so um, I then decided to do competitions. And my coach at the time was like, you need to do flexibility. You need a flexible move. Um, so then I started training it and I just fell in love with it. And I did the instructor training and this was a long time ago. And I know instructor training courses have changed, but for me, I just never felt like I knew enough to safely talk someone through um, yeah. a movement. So then, um, so that was the kind of online few hours, courses and weekend courses you can't cover the whole human body in a weekend. You just no, no, no. Um, so then I did my yoga teaching diploma, which I did the diploma because it had a huge anatomy section, and that's what kind of really got my interest going. Um, but even that, I didn't feel was enough. So I went on to just study anatomy on its own. Wow. And then, and then all the mobility stuff. I just I uh, find the human body fascinating. I really want to go to uh, is it
0: Body Works? You know where they
1: like yes. The- yeah.
0: yeah yeah we went to one in um Amps- it's Amsterdam Amsterdam yeah. and they at the museums you're yeah. on about where you No, actually we looked at going and I was like I don't think I can go I don't know if I can look in that much detail because it's this- so bizarre
1: I, I, I think part of me would love to do it part of well, me would love to do a dissection I know that sounds really gross well and you have this big interest in it so yeah. I can see why as long as someone else cuts through the skin, because that's a bit that I can't cope with. <laughs> you're, you're, babe. It's like if I'm watching a medical <sighs> programme, I can't look at that part. But when they're in there, I'm fine.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Uh. But no, you're right. If you have that interest and it would, because you get to see the muscles stripped back. Yeah. Like we, you get to actually see how it connects and how it works. And so I can and- understand.
1: When, when I did the FRC, they they were talking about how, you know, you everyone thinks that you have your muscles and you have your ligaments and you have your bones and you have your tendons and they're all separate components when really it, it isn't like that. There's just a division where there's more, you know, type of one cell on one side than on the other side. There isn't like a muscle stops here and it becomes a tendon. It kind of flows. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when I saw that on the the di- I think they had a dissected arm, I was like, "Wow, that's just amazing!" Yeah, that's amazing.
0: <laughs> I mean, what I find what I find incredible, and the the more I've learned about it, I'm like, right, okay, and I understand more is how everything connects. Yeah. Like, just because so when I pull I last year I had a glute injury it was horrendous I was out for six weeks I'm now very 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 conscious on warming up my glutes and activating those muscles before I do anything else and you learn from mistake and I would never do it again but something that was really interested is depending on what side you pull your body compensates and I was really lopsided yeah and it's all attached like the bottom of your back and the top of your shoulder and it yeah. even with your neck and all the alignment like everything is connected and just because you think it might be one area it yeah. actually is probably
1: something else and even like so people tend to think just about muscles um I love the the nervous system as well and like you have your central nervous system which is your brain and your spinal cord every other nerve in your body comes out of your spinal cord yes. so if you if you glide your spinal cord you're warming up all of the nervous system mhm um, and then people forget about fascia as well. You have huge bands of fascia that cover huge swathes from your shoulder d- down to your back. Yes. And people, yeah, people don't think about sort of loosening that area as well. I mean, that's something that's a little bit more massage-y, Ooh, lovely massage. Um <laughs> then we all need those. Oh, yes, please. Um, yeah, but people don't don't think about or they don't, well not that they don't think about it, they don't know because if no one's told them, why would they know? No, you're totally right. So, when it comes to stretching and mobility, what yeah. is your
0: favourite thing to? Where is your? What is your go-to? What do you think you're the best at? you obviously you're knowledgeable in all areas, but for you personally, do you prefer doing front splits, middle splits, or back? What's your favourite? Oh,
1: okay. I would have previously said back. Mm-hmm. Having the kids, I've definitely gone more into my hips. Um, okay. I, th- I think. Probably front splits is my favorite. I love, I love a front split shape. It's just beautiful. But also, so for me, I had my right hip completely reconstructed when I was younger due to a hereditary oh. issue that my mum passed down. Thanks, mum. Yeah, cheers for that. <laughs> so I always had in my head, I will never be able to do the splits because I've had this huge surgery. There's a lot of scar tissue there yeah that was on my right side that's the side that I can now lift in a needle scale and touch my head with my calf so wow I think the fact that I can do that is always slightly amazes me still um I still love I don't know I still love needle scales because it's just so beautiful isn't it needle scales are absolutely
0: stunning and something I need to I this is why I know that I I I know I need to see someone about my flexibility. I I want to, I want to go to the next level in my flexibility. And I know yeah. I need to see a specialist. So this is why I was like, when, when are your classes? <laughs> and I've heard about how amazing they are. And I don't know why I haven't done them sooner. I looked at them too, and I just, I feel like there is still that like a bit of not scared, that's not the right word, but you're like, oh, I don't like still going on on to an online class for the first time is still that
1: like, oh, I don't know what oh, to yeah. expect. Yeah. You know, and I'm, but I'm, but I've wanted to do it for so long. Yeah, and I still do recordings. So even if you don't want to do it live, like people can follow the recordings.
0: Yeah, well, it's, this, this is it, because for me it was finding the time to do it too, because I'm so on the go. Oh, but if you wow. have those recordings, I mean, something that I really struggle with actually is having the, and I know quite a few people have the same, and I don't know if it's a common thing, but when you're learning to front split, it's that back hip flexor.
1: Yep, hip flexor, always hip flexor. And it you know, it's a bugger. If you think about <laughs> like the, the anatomy of it, if you think how long your hamstrings are, so they attach to your sit bone and they end behind your knee. That's quite a long muscle. Whereas you're, okay, you've got two hip flexors. You've got the one that attaches to your T12 and wraps around the front. And then the one that's just deep in the hip socket. First of all, a lot of people arch their back to stretch it. But if it's in your back... And you're arching; it's putting that muscle on slack. So you need to round. Interesting. You Interesting. To tuck your pelvis under and round to get that one that's up high, and then the one in the in the hip joint. It's such a short. I'm like indicating to my hip, and no one can actually see. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> it's such a short, fat muscle. Of course, it's going to take longer to stretch. You know, your yes. hamstrings are this long. It's easy for them to increase by a few inches. It's not much to them but your hip flexors are a short fat muscle. It's harder. And there's so much going on around the pelvis. Well, this is it. And you see so much and you, you know, you just, once you get your exercises
0: that you're, I feel like with my like flexibility routine, I've got my go-to exercises yeah. and that's it. I don't really do anything more. Yeah. And this is why I think you need you, people. If you're looking to increase your flexibility,
1: you've got to find you, someone.
0: Find someone. Yeah to do I it
1: still, i still have a coach i still i still go to someone else because i get bored of my own stuff and yeah. then i get lazy in my own stuff oh okay because you just kind of i don't know you lose interest a little bit so i yeah, but I, you get you get to choose what you do and don't do and that yeah. is where it's
0: you know where you're a bit like uh, i don't really fancy doing this today so i'm not going to do it although i probably oh, should
1: yeah yeah, yeah. no um, I, I get that but i'd say like the most important thing is active active flexibility oh I was talking about this
0: with um with someone else on the pod the other day it's it's the active flexibility is the hardest
1: part but so I the way I teach active flexibility it's not all just lift your leg up and hold it in the air sometimes I make you do that for me I do quite a lot of what would be called active static flexibility so you're not necessarily moving but I'm telling you what muscles to contract and when you do the contraction, you will feel the other muscles stretch more. Wow. So then, yeah, it's it's it, for me, it's all about knowing which muscle to contract and which joint to move rather than just being able to hold your leg up in the air. Because for some students, that's not achievable. And they're not going to feel like they've gained anything. But I think the biggest
0: part of it is not knowing what muscles contract. What even knowing, what should I be yeah. feeling? When should I be stopping? what should be engaging because you don't do you this is yeah. why this is why it's important to learn and understand
1: and I think one of the biggest things in this industry and I've had disagreements with some quite well-known pole dancers um, <laughs> <laughs> disagreements <laughs> Agreements. I mean we get on fine we just don't Well, do, everyone do. has their own opinion on it too right yeah. so yeah but the biggest thing I hate is this whole suck it up push through the pain don't ever do that in stretching and when I actually explained it to this other pole dancer he did back off and was like I never thought of it like that like pain is your body's way of telling you something is wrong so if you go into an extreme position like a split and you are in pain and you hold it there your nervous system is learning that this is not comfortable So then your stretch reflex um, will remember that. So next time you go into your splits, it's going to go, oh, my God, this is really painful. I'm going to pull I'm going to pull her out. I'm going to save her. That's my job. I've got to save her and you're not going to progress. Yeah but also what happens is you okay so you sh- you're in a part where you're
0: stretching and you're in your own pain mm-hmm. then the muscle pulls then you're out for 3 months. Oh, yes. And the, <laughs> yeah. you're out for 3 months or yeah. you know maybe not but I pulled my hamstring three times before, whilst I was trying to do a jade split. I wasn't doing it properly. I wasn't warm. I didn't really know what I was mm-hmm. doing. That's it my left hamstring was gone for si- for 3 months I was out. Um
1: mm-hmm. what 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 a waste. What so pointless. Not even worth it. And even when you've like recovered from it, you've done your rehab, um, your nerves still going to remember that. You have to I, like, s- I do still have, yeah, I
0: still have issues with jade split because I'm petrified that my hamstring is going to
1: go. Honest, I don't necessarily love jade split. Oh, the burn on my thigh. <laughs> so yeah, I- it's it's always been a bit
0: of a nemesis for me because I've always struggled with, and I think it's because I tried to pull my legs so so I tried much. to pull so much and I pinged it and then I pinged it on my right hamstring. Yeah. look <laughs> yeah. when will yeah. I ever learn clearly I didn't learn
1: from the past four mistakes I was like you know what stuff it I'll try it on my right side think, but again, then in, ping in that one people focus on pulling the leg towards the body and they don't think about sending the hip flexor leg away no, like, and sending that back leg down but, down so for me I know that my hip flexor is more flexible than my hamstrings because of how I've trained it so for me I'm pushing that my butt like you could bounce pennies off my butt it is so tight <laughs> at that
0: point. but it's learning how to do that and again you don't you, it's just things that you don't always think about um okay but so it's okay it, like not know you know that's why you go to classes yeah but I think people I think with flexibility it's something that people don't take as seriously as training like we all go and we all we all want to increase our strength and we all want to get our inverts and your butterflies but i feel like flexibility is quite far down the list until you take it a bit more until you take this until you start training a bit more and then you're like right okay if i want to get that move i'm gonna to have to be
1: yeah but i i would like people in the pole world to think of flexibility and mobility not just in terms of like jade splits or eagles or you know flexible moves you need a lot of flexibility to deadlift yeah you know that that is where your head goes you're totally right
0: when I think flexibility I'm like birds of paradise eagle jade split
1: you don't ever think about anything else think think of a, a basic straddle invert you need, um, you need your adductors to work. You need your hip flexors to contract. You need your hamstrings to lengthen. If you're going to straighten your arms, you need a decent amount of shoulder flexion. Yeah, it's not just the, they're not just strength moves. You need mobility and flexibility. And it all needs to come in side by side. Yeah.
0: And, and, but this is when people realize that it, it can take up a lot of your time. It does, yeah, it does. To progress. And also stretching can be quite boring. I feel like stretching's got a bad name for itself
1: when people does.
0: when people think stretching they think it's boring but that, that's what needs to be changed it's not yeah. it, we need to make it fun
1: yeah. so I, when i started when i was like on my mission to become flexible i used to watch a disney film at the same time I love it because i thought you might have said harry potter you know emily oh, i thought that's <laughs> harry potter <laughs> stretching um but a disney film like you can you can sing along to it so you know you're still breathing yes under um, the sea yeah. Yeah, I, think, I think Harry Potter I'd get too invested in watching in watching the <laughs> even though I know it inside out <laughs> or just come you- to my class because I'll waffle that you for
0: an hour listen you just said you need to embrace your inner nerd this is this is totally fine <laughs> you love yeah. Harry Potter it's great um so yeah it's you know that's that's a good way of thinking about it put a film on yeah yeah and, and stretch and, and Disney does work because it's not too long. <laughs> this is true. This is true. um so, what does your downtime look like? What does downtime mean to you? So you're quite busy. You're teaching. You've got two children. Husband. Um. what does your downtime look like? When do you do you block time well, out? What is, what is downtime? <laughs> oh, everyone says the same. Everyone. And I. Um, do you know what? It's so funny because I talk to people about downtime. I don't get much downtime myself and I don't know what I'm expecting the answer to be because we're clearly all very very busy people
1: yeah um, I mean in all honesty if like if I have an evening free I go to bed really early <laughs> because I just want I just want sleep yeah um yeah I mean for us we we do we do tend to stay in we love it we 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 stay in we put the kids to bed we'll put some telly on and then we'll go to sleep like I love I love cooking I love eating so I'm more than happy to cook a nice meal stay in and do that I do exactly the same and that to me is everything I don't really like going out that much I'm such an old soul (laughs) I don't like going out and I like it even less now like I think the pandemic's made me really (laughs) anti-social me and my husband
0: I'm not joking I we haven't been out for dinner since
1: everything's reopened we've not been out for dinner since I'm looking at him like I can't actually remember when like just the two of us went out I'm okay with that though we had had one night away after Arthur was born and that was probably like two and a half years ago but I'm okay with it so am I this is the life that I love yeah Oh, just, I am um, uh, hot tub at home. That would, you know. Yeah, really that cool would. Yourself. Yeah,
0: that would be nice.
1: So, with your like recovery and
0: massage. Mm-hmm. Well, I, actually, I tag in massage when I say this. Do yeah. you do you get regular massages?
1: Is that something that's quite oh. big for you? So I used to back mm-hmm. in the day when I did competitions. I didn't do many. Like I had one. No, I one was going to ask this because it's not in your. I was just looking at your bio. It's not big. <laughs> No, so a lot of people ask me why I don't compete. And I, I have competed. I did pole theatre, the second pole theatre in the UK. So that was quite a long time ago. For me, so as a child, my mum is equestrian and is horsey. And I used to, every weekend we did shows. And then yeah. as a teenager, I represented England on the dressage team. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> so I I competed every bloody weekend and that was my like I don't have many childhood friends because it would be go to school come home do the horses compete at the weekend do your homework study um then I went into a very very competitive job yeah um and then I was like oh I feel like I should do a competition to prove that I'm a darn you know I'm good at what I do and I, I just didn't enjoy it. I've got to be honest. That that five minutes on the stage, I everyone else walked off elated and were like, "I can't wait to do that again." And I was like, ah.
0: "Thank God that was over."
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't even that. It wasn't even thank God it was over. I was just like, "Okay."
0: Yeah, well, that- there was no in. There was no because you have that adrenaline, don't you, when you finish yeah. performing
1: on stage and almost like, "I want to do it again." Yeah, it just I know that never clicked in for me. Um, so I just focused on my studying and you know the pandemic's been great at me getting known as a teacher because it's opened up the online stuff Mm -hmm. Um, I just yeah I just don't feel the need I don't I don't know what it would prove for me anymore if that makes sense yeah I I do feel like you do
0: feel like that little bit of pressure because I've never competed and Uh, I feel like people expect you to compete yeah people people think that your journey would be completed if you competed and that's fine if you want like I was speaking yeah, to Jay be- I yeah I was speaking to Jay Benson the other day and she she loves it she, loves it. she knew yeah. from the minute she started she wanted awesome. to compete yeah and you know and she's done it a lot and that's and she had that like burning desire to do it where for what me I just smile
1: through tricks who Jade? Jade, yeah.
0: Oh, I know. On her video, she always has always. A <laughs> big smile on her face.
1: <laughs> and I look, I look grumpy. <laughs> you
0: can see the inner performer in her, can't you? All the time. Yeah, I can see why she why
1: she loves it absolutely. But so yeah, I've never really had that burning desire to want to do it. I, I haven't, and it's something that I've like I've struggled with because I feel like I should do it. Yeah, for like it's almost like for clout, isn't it? Although
0: yeah it doesn't really, I don't know what for.
1: I don't know why I I feel like that. Yeah, I I think back in the day, um, and I don't want to offend anyone by saying this, but I probably will, back in the day when it was just UK PPC and Mm -hmm. Miss Pole Dance, actually winning something really, really meant a lot. Like it was a big deal. You got workshops, you travelled from that. Nowadays, it doesn't, it just doesn't have that same recognition. So... (sighs) I agree with that I I do agree with that for me as an instructor I'm looking at ways to boost my income um, and and to you know to keep me known in the industry and I just don't think that competing will do that for me no and that's
0: fair enough and I think like you say you've got to want to enjoy it because like when I was speaking so when I was speaking to uh, Jade and Jack Scott Lee both of them like start prepping like obviously um again I'm completely clueless to this so I'm like what um start prepping like six seven months out maybe even to a year yeah I'm like whew. Nope. That, that that's always been a big one for me because I work full time and do this on the side I don't know where but well, I feel like I'm pretty much at my max capacity yeah. yeah, I don't know where I would be able to squeeze in the comp training
1: yeah same with with juggling the kids and working full time, I just don't, I don't have the energy, and also for me, I'm at a point now where looking after Arthur requires a lot of physical me lifting. Yeah. Him. If I injured myself,
0: of course you've got to put that as your priority now. You you are you've you I, have people that are
1: dependent on you now. Yeah. If I if I hurt my back and I then couldn't lift him into his um he's got like a wheelchair and a specialist high chair. How can I feed him? I can't. You know, I'd have to pay for someone to come in and help me. So, yeah, that that's another reason why I now wouldn't compete.
0: Yeah. Well, something that I see that you do a lot of as well is heel training. Oh, I love that is, a, that is a yeah, that is a. Well, actually, do you know what? I, what do you know what I find the funny and this is what I see the most on your um, Instagram is your heels breaking from you. Oh
1: my god, the amount of times I break my shoes. I know. I know <laughs> always so like what? Why have you got another pair of shoes? Oh that God.
0: I remember watching one once and I think you hadn't even put them on or like you'd done one thing in them
1: and, and they broke. And I was thinking, how is she this unlucky with shoes? Well that was that was bad. And I do think pleaser's quality has gone down in the years. So before yeah like before my recent bad spate, I had one pair of shoes and they did last me three years granted I'm training in them a lot more now but yeah I go through them in like six months easily
0: wow. so is that your that is your go-to style it is would you say
1: yeah I think I think it is now so I used to be very spinny-piled and floaty
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I always loved heels and I didn't train it because I had a very negative comment from someone a long time ago. And then I felt very, very self-conscious about it.
0: That's horrible.
1: Yeah. So I didn't post any of my heel stuff ever. And then I was like, why am I, why, why, why am I doing this? Why am I letting this comment whirl around in my head? And then oh I my think, god! Oh, yeah. after having kids, I just stopped. Caring. <laughs> I just you've stopped got having. to though. Like you've got like you, like you're number one for anyone. Yeah. You're number one. Yeah.
0: So i'm very much like this i don't care what people think or people say you Never. can't because you don't ever want to be in a position where you look back and think like imagine in 10 years time and you look back and thought oh damn i really wish i trained hills and i didn't because of that one that one and that, she, that person or whoever it was probably doesn't even impact your life you don't see them you don't talk you don't need to talk to them but it does i understand that it impacts quite significantly it can be horrible can't it but i'm glad that you're back. you're you know you don't care now and you're you're back doing what you enjoy
1: and like it's it's quite interesting. So my followers on Instagram, oh I've lost so many since I've started training heels. And that really massively, massively. And also from having babies as well. Um No. Yeah. I was so I'm i at 32 now. And I was before having Arthur, I was at 39. So, <gasps> yeah. Um, but then but then I'm like, do you know what? I don't care because if you are just following me for something that I don't actually love training <laughs> whatever yeah who cares it's, yeah it's, it's just Instagram is you know yeah yeah
0: it's just it's just Instagram but you actually I, I actually when I see you doing it I understand why you enjoy it regardless if this actually has anything to do with it but you really work on the anatomy of <laughs> hill, <laughs> well, what a shock <laughs> that you are studying the hill work, the yeah. hill, the hill work. Yeah. But you know, yeah. understanding how to move—it just seems to me that anything you take on, you deep dive and you want to understand. <laughs> just do things
1: by halves, that's for sure. No, definitely yeah. not. I think with heels as well. Like there is, again, you don't have to be flexible to do heel stuff, but you do need to understand mobility because if you yes. want to do a nice leg twirl, you don't actually need to be able to do a split to do it, but you need to know how to internally and externally rotate your hips. And how you can use that to make your movement look good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do like to apply what I know from my mobility training to my heel stuff to make my dance look dancier. And it works because for heels are hard. Heels is tough. I feel like everything
0: looks amazing in heels. Of course it does, but actually applying it is yeah. very very well we've seen the amount of fails that you see over Instagram I live for them I love them when people fall over I mean we've all been there right where
1: are you, like oh, waddling I think I think most of my videos on my phone like you have my me flowing and you have the Instagram ready thing and then I stop and I just lick over the pole and walk off and fall like a yeah. <laughs> crawl <laughs> or the penguin the penguin waddle where like you finished on the floor and you need to get to your camera and you're just on your knees and waddling <laughs> yeah we've all done that I know exactly what you mean um, well something that I wanted
0: to finish off on re- really and I just want to loosely touch on this it just it depends on what it means to you and if it's big for you and I know diet is quite a, a taken in di- many different yeah. ways but are you quite big on what you eat do you watch do you have a diet plan do you, do you make sure you get your protein in do you not really care
1: no I I wouldn't say I don't care but I'm not I don't like count my macros and micros and all of yeah to into the fine detail Yeah, I'm not into the fine details like I've always I've I've always been into eating well um yeah like have takeaways very often I just don't like the way it always makes me feel I mean I'm not we do have takeaways but it's not a regular thing no I like to cook so I like I like to cook with fresh food
0: I do enjoy it making your own sauces and it's enjoyable isn't it
1: um but equally I will come home and I will stuff my face with a massive bag of crisps after (laughs) trading you know
0: we all do it we're all guilty of it
1: it's balanced um I'm not big on supplements that's probably the one thing that I don't really always agree with Uh, okay so it's just that you don't really agree with them as such Yeah, I think um things things like Herbalife and that kind of oh god yeah that's not well I see a lot of fitness people doing it and I know people are doing it because they need to make more money and they need to sell stuff but I'll just eat your fruit and veg yeah definitely I mean I take I do
0: take vitamins um I'm quite big on I'm quite big on vitamins and supplement and I do try and get my protein in but again I feel like it's a top it's a com- it's a very touchy conversation but
1: yes um and I'm like you know do whatever you want um things like Herbalife please look into it you know look at the um some of the studies and the 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 case law on it because it's your research time. your law <laughs> case law do your case research, <laughs> do your research. <laughs> I was trying to think of an easy way to say that but I couldn't um, but yeah, I, I mean, I take, I take vitamins, I'm still breastfeeding, so I need to make sure that I, I do keep my vitamin intake up and I absolutely take vitamin D because we live in the UK and there is no sun. There ever. absolutely is none. Um, I don't, I don't do things like protein shakes. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I do eat meat. So I would yeah. have, I would have a steak. Um, oh, I, Yeah. I, I love steak. I'm prone to getting low iron, um, okay. And I had that a lot in pregnancy. So I do make sure I eat my iron um, and I would have a vitamin with iron. If you know, if I'm feeling. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel like your dosage of vitamins is very, very, very much needed. And you do feel a big difference. I feel like anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Emily, thank you so much for joining me. This has been I could honestly talk to you all day. I feel like there's so much ground that I haven't even covered this has been an amazing amazing podcast I feel like even I've got so much value out of this it's been incredible you're so knowledgeable you always always do like a flexibility one if people want to send questions guys if you want another one hello (laughs) that's Emily committing no but you so tell tell everybody where we can find you what what um what classes you've got going on
1: so um, you can find me bookwhen.com slash Emily Laura. It's all of my own stuff, my academy stuff, which usually runs either on a Thursday evening or one-off classes on the weekend. I teach regularly, regularly. Yeah, that's the word, uh, at My Body Rocks in Reigate, And that's online and in the studio. And I teach a little bit for Studio 224 in Dorking as well. So.
0: Amazing. Well, Emily, thank you so, so much.
1: Hi, you're welcome. Thank you for having me.